So he applied to 147 private scholarships and of those he won six. Wow. And so that yeah, so it was a big number totaling three hundred thousand. But that, Correct. that totaled the three hundred? Wow. Correct. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Thank you for being here today, everybody. Pam Andrews from the Scholarship Shark joins us today. We're going to chat about how she helped her son earn $700,000 in college scholarships. Yes, you heard me say it, $700,000. Since I just did the calculation on my little Zoe going to college and she's going to need over 200000 just to attend my alma mater, Michigan State, I am thrilled to have her here so she can hopefully hopefully save my sanity, uh, maybe losing my mind a little bit here on this, uh, this Wednesday morning. So a little bit more about Pam. She is a college admissions coach and a scholarship strategist. So in this role, she's helped her clients earn more than $1 million in college scholarships. Her success has been featured on U.S. News & World Report, Student Loan Hero, and Forbes. Pam is also a mother of four and has been married to her husband for 23 years. Welcome to the show, Pam. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. Like I said, at the top of the show, I'm looking at this... Uh, daunting number for my <laughs> six-year-old daughter. And then I have a three-year-old son too. Right. So God help me <laughs> or Pam help me for that matter. So first things first, uh, tell us how you helped your son earn $700,000 in scholarships. How did you, how did you first become aware that this was even an option? Was this something that um, you did as a child as well? Your parents did with you? How, how did that all come about for you? Yeah, I wish I wish that were my story. It's not. I graduated with student loan debt. And even when my husband and I got married, he had student loan debt. I remember, I'll say this quickly, but we came back from our honeymoon. I remember going, you know, being excited, ready to go back to our new apartment, unwrap all the gifts. And we went to the mailbox first to, um, you know, gather all our mail together. And I, I thought, oh, more, hopefully more extra checks. And it was an old student bill for my husband. I thought, whoa, I now, you know, I'm now taking on some of his debt as well. So yeah, so that really wasn't my story. And there's nothing like being a mom, being a parent that motivates you uh, to figure things out. Um, but I actually started prior to my husband and I uh, met through youth ministry. And so we worked with a lot of the kids at our local church um, right out of college, just helping them understand the college admissions process. And I did college tours and um, would help them complete paperwork and applications. So uh, I learned early on 20 years ago on them. And um, so now they're young adults and many of them are married with their own little kids. And so that's really where a lot of it began for me. So when it came came time for my son, I knew exactly what to do. And I told him, you know, if you listen to me, I know you're a teenager, uh, <laughs> but if you'll listen to me, I can help get you there and you've got to do the work. And he was committed. So I knew exactly what to do, uh, you know, what he needed to do and, and to, in order to show up big his senior year to apply, but even throughout his high school years in order to have something to put on the application. So that was really our strategy moving forward. That's great. Well, what were some of the first steps that you took to get the ball rolling? Uh, how how do you start? Yeah. So with the college um, application part, so of course, the, the you earn the most merit aid typically at the institutional level. That's with the school. So when we built his list, um, we looked at schools. So I looked at schools from two perspectives. Number one, looked at schools where 
they would most likely be financially generous. However, my son is in art college and private, this, these private schools, art schools typically are not very generous. Mm. So when we knew, um, probably like that junior year that he would be going to art college, he's majoring in illustration. But when we knew he was going to art college, I said, okay, so we have to not rely on institutional aid to to, you know, to win money. And so we sat down with him. He's our oldest of four. And, you know, your first, you're, you're really excited when they're younger and you save a lot. And he was the only, you know, he was the first grandchild, the, you know, the, the first of everything, the first boy on both sides and all that. So he got so doted on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, so you save as a family, but you can never save that much. And to be honest with you, if, if we had that much, do I want to give it to a college? Not really. There's a whole lot I can think to do with my money and Absolutely. like, you know, paying tuition is not one of them. And so I said, let's let's really work to apply for scholarships. So we, you know, starting right off the bat, August of his senior year, he began to apply for all the what I call the big money scholarships, because mm-hmm. a lot of those really hit in the fall you know, the, right in the beginning of this the school year because they have multiple rounds. So they may start with 50,000 applicants and then they narrow it down to maybe 10,000 applicants and then maybe 1,000 and then maybe there's an interview and another round of essays or something. And so, you know, this process can start in the fall and carry you into, you know, the towards the spring of your senior year. But if you miss those critical deadlines, that's it. So I knew all of those. And I still know all those. I call them big money scholarships. And so I told him, let's work towards those first. And then, of course, you know, supply for those big national, the regional and the local. And so I just really worked with him. And then, of course, my next one coming up in terms of mindset, because mindset is everything, uh, because a lot of times they'll think, well, you know, no one's won or I don't know anybody who's won these big ones or, you know, I'm like, listen, don't, don't, don't sabotage yourself. So, uh, we, you know, starting early with mindset and then really having a system in place and an overall strategy to pay for it. We, we had the talk. We have like the money talks. You know, I just think that's one talk that parents need to have with their kids. So we had the money talk early. You know, we said, you know, this is what dad and I have saved for you over the years. This is what we're willing to allow you to borrow. And it won't be much. Mm -hmm. This is what we're willing to do. So this is what you need to do. And if you want this, which is what he did, he wanted it, then this is what you need to do. So that's that was our approach. So you mentioned the, the national, the regional, the local what, you said the big scholarships. So what are these? Uh, $10,000 scholarships, $5,000 scholarships? Because you hear that number $700,000 and then you know, I mean, it's it's a math problem. I'm a personal finance guy. So uh, <laughs> what, what, uh, what type of level are these ones that you were going after each time? Yeah. So the, on the private side, so not the school side, but on uh-huh. the private side, it was the Coca-Cola and the, the, the GE Reagan Foundation and the, the AXA is another big one. You know, just all those big where they're either about 10,000. Some of them are renewable. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, GE Reagan Foundation is uh, it's 40,000. It's 10,000 a year renewable. So for a total of 40,000, um, you know, um, you know, over the course of your four years. Yeah. So just those really big ones and not being afraid to apply for the big scholarships. I know a lot of mm-hmm. students will hold back and say, I don't want to apply for those, but yeah, absolutely going for those. So. Wow. And then what, what are they, what's the criteria that they're looking for when, when somebody's applying for this? Is it, um, is it financial based? Is it where you're regionally located in the country? You mentioned Coca-Cola. Are they going to give it to kids that are from Atlanta? Like how does, how does that work? Yeah. So every scholarship is different. 
And when applying, there's always an eligibility requirement. So make sure you apply for a scholarship to which you're eligible. You don't want to waste time. But um, sometimes there are grade requirements. Sometimes there may be like an SAT or ACT. Sometimes there's a service and a leadership component. Um, All the ones my son applied for had a service component. Mm. Um, So, and I like to share that too, because I think it's a great myth buster. He's an artist, you know, (laughs) he thinks visually. I'm I'm a STEM girl. I'm, you know, my undergraduate degree is in engineering. So I'm, I'm a math and science geek. I, he's not. And so if, if we relied on the SAT, he would not have gotten it, Got honestly. It. Okay. So, so you're not relying yeah, I, on one piece. Obviously all the scholarships are completely different and then completely you different. go towards what your, what your niche is or what your best offering is, I guess you could I, say. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's encouraging and very exciting because Really, what I like to share is that there's a scholarship for every type of student, Mm -hmm. you know, so don't think, oh, you know, sometimes people will hear, you know, just a certain type and and they'll think you have to have a certain GPA and near perfect SAT score or you're not going to get it. Right. Right. That's right. No, 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 not necessarily. If you serve, if you're a leader, you know, there are just so many different scholarships for different students. Well, so, so you mentioned even the, one of the bigger numbers, Mm $40,000. I'm still looking at $700,000 saying, whoa. (laughs) So how many did he end up applying for? How many did you work with him on applying for? Obviously it was a, a numbers game at this point, right? Absolutely. Yep. So I'm going to answer that question in two parts. So the 700,000, I'll share a a funny little story. So his roommate, his freshman roommate, Nick, whom I absolutely love, Nick called me one day and said, Mrs. Andrews, where's the rest of the money? Because, you know, he knows how much (laughs) tuition is. So he's like, where's this difference? Like he's thinking it's stuffed in my mattress. And I explained to Nick how it works. So I explained there's institutional aid and then there's the private money. And if you think of a cake with the layers, so you've got the first layer of the cake and then the, the second layer. So the first First layers institutional aid. And my son won. He applied to eight schools. We didn't do this massive number, but he applied to eight schools. And I did a mixture. He did six art schools. And then I had him do two um, universities with um, colleges of art and design, just in case he decided he did want a football team and all that other good stuff. Um, um, and not just jump into art. So of all the eight he uh, he applied to, he got into every school and he won merit aid at every school. Wow. So, right. So that merit aid totaled 400,000. Mm-hmm. You're right. And then I, and I'll tell you in a re- second why I share the whole 700,000. So that was 400. And then the difference came in with the private money. So he applied to 147 private scholarships and of those, he won six. Wow. And so that, yeah, so it was a big number. Six totaling 300,000? <laughs> but that, Correct. that totaled the 300? Wow. Correct. So did. those were big, those were big awards. He won a lot of, of the big, right, right. His Very smallest cool. was a $2,000. That was the okay. Ronald McDonald Foundation. Very right. Cool. So, yeah. So we just went for it. We went for the large ones, the small ones. And a lot of those, they were all service-based. Um, he was a, a, a leader a great community leader. And he just talked about his service projects that he created. That's great. So 147 applications. So you're, you're almost thinking, I mean, you're talking sophomore to senior year that what was this a replacement of him having a part-time job in town making six bucks an hour? I mean, obviously the hourly rate for filling out these scholarships is a ton more money. Is that what you guys were thinking? Right. So I, I said so we didn't, he didn't apply until, until his senior year of high senior school. Year. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. But the preparation was prior to, okay. so I'll give you a really good example. Like you can't show up your senior year 
ready, you have to get prepared. And I love the sophomore year starting with students and like telling them start to think about it. Freshman year, you're kind of transitioning from middle to high school, but sophomore year is so critical for all kinds of reasons. And so let's say when he had to write an essay on um, describe a time you led a project, what was the outcome? Who did it impact? And, and you know, well, if you never led a project, you, you can't talk about it. Sure. But when you can say, you know, two years ago and you, you know, I mean, he graduated in 2016. So when you can say in 2014, this is what I did. And they shows longevity and you can show sustainability and you can show impact. I, I, that application stands out a whole lot more than, you know, well, I was, you know, the captain of the football team or, um, student council, you know, when you do something in your passion and what you love and you really make a significant difference in the life or lives of other people, you know, a lot of foundations will recognize that and reward students for that. So, yeah, so preparation I can agree with you there. I was the captain of my football team, and I didn't get any scholarship. Well, I mostly wasn't applying for them, but yes, I agree with you. Get involved in your community, and that's something right. personally that I'm trying to do more so that my kids see the benefit of that. So I, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd make a joke on myself there. But no, your, your point on the, the leadership uh, and the experiences, let's dive into that a little bit more because yeah, I want to understand what activities specifically your son was doing that involved himself in the community or the broader, um, you know, the broader country to, to help out what's going on. So what, what type of uh, um, activities was he involved in? Yeah. So we, as a family, there's just certain things that we do and that we've always done, but specifically what he did, I, I love to early on, we just really, my husband and I are really big on helping our kids find what it is they love to do and really diving, you know, going deep in what you love to do. So he's an artist. And I told him, I said, you know, you're going to art school. You can draw. I can't, I can't draw a stick figure, but you can draw. (laughs) But so what everyone in art school can draw or else you wouldn't be there. And you know, there are lots of great artists, but how are you going to use this gift that you were given to really impact and bless the world? And so what he did, he created, he loves superheroes. His, his, he's applying for internships for this summer. So we're waiting to hear back, but if he could work for Mark, Marvel or Lucasfilms, that's like a dream job or Pixar. So um, he would teach, he created a project, a program called the Superhero Project. And it was an after school mentoring, an in-school mentoring program for middle school boys. He targeted boys in that sixth to eighth grade range. And he would go in and talk about um, your superhero qualities, being brave and, you know, and what's trying to stop you, you know, bad grades and bad attitude and all this. And he would also talk about the teacher being a part of your, um, I'm not going to say it right. Cause I, I'm, I don't know all the, it's like the league, you know, yeah. like the DC and Marvel and all yeah. that, whatever that whole justice. Sure. I won't, I won't judge you. Don't worry. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just the mom of a, you know, <laughs> oh, I kind of step out of the room when they watch all their movies and stuff. But, uh, and so as he's teaching and we have pictures where the kids are on the rug or in their chairs and they are literally captivated oh. and he's, so it was a character program where he talked about character, creating characters. So he would teach basic cartooning, but also would weave write characters and what are some things that are trying to stop you? And he would weave in all the regular villains and the kids would get it. And then he would tie it into villains in school and all this. So it was really creative. And he created that. And it was a language that he could communicate and he could understand. And he, he, he loved it. So it was, it was a mentoring program for middle school boys. That's beautiful. I love that story. That's so cool. I mean, Obviously, I, I think, you know, kudos to you and your husband for instilling that that mentality in his life where he'd want to develop a program like that to help other folks, uh, other young kids. I, I think that's great. And, and, and especially using his talent that he has instead of saying, hey, 
you know, not, not that there's anything wrong with going to the soup kitchen or anything like that, but right. hey, we're going to go to the soup kitchen. It's like, no, take, take advantage of your talent and, and bring that to the world. So I, I think that's great. Very, very cool. Thank very you. inspiring. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, And I think what it speaks to is that, you know, let's, let's, as parents be super creative with our kids, you know, what do they love and how can they use what they love to serve others? Hmm. You know, what can you do either individually or as a family? to use your gifts. And it's, it's great because I always tell him now, I'm like, I think you make a great teacher. And of course he's like, I don't want to teach, but I'm like, you really, you're awesome. You're such a great big brother. You make a great teacher. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, but I think using your gifts not only refines your gifts, but it's, it's there to serve and help others. For six generations, the Jones family has been providing high quality meats. And now we're providing treats for the best member of your family. Man's best friend, a.k.a. the goodest boys and girls. Jones Natural Shoes makes bones and treats that are sure to be savored by your dog and are made from the best natural ingredients available. Our flavorful chews are made from natural animal parts and will have your puppy drooling with happiness. From treats like sticks and chews to savory bones and patties, we've got you covered for finding the perfect reward for that special pup in your life. Jones Natural Chews come in all sizes, so make sure to choose the right treat for your pup. And remember, it's important to be supervising your pup when they're enjoying their treats to keep your puppy safe. Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Or visit jonesnaturalchews.com to get started with our store locator tool. That's Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Let's jump back into our interview. So let's get into um, just a little bit of advice time for, uh, sure. for some folks here. And I know you, you and I touched on a few of these things already, but I think dispelling some myths or helping people to understand what it really takes to, to, win, to win this big money for your kids to go to school. Because, man, yeah, looking at that bill 15 years from now or 10 years from now or five years from now, depending on how close you are, can be pretty daunting. So we talked a little about a bit about SAT and ACT. How much prep did you do with your son or do you um, recommend for people in your in your coaching role to really ace those tests uh, to, you know, to get the highest score possible? How important is that? It is important, you know. Um, so although I knew he was going into art, you know, we didn't neglect that area. So definitely do the prep. I hired out, you know, my next up son, who's for, my next son, who's 14 actually does a local, you know, tutoring, um, test prep service. I outsource that. I don't do yeah. that myself, you know, cause sometimes as moms, we can't, we can't work with our own kids. Right. <laughs> and so it's very important because, you know, the academics really is, that's the foundation. So it's mm -hmm. good to have strong academics as a strong base. So it's very important in terms of, you know, as a student, not neglecting your, your, your academics. Excellent. So it's absolutely very important. You recommend yeah. programs like, like Kaplan and things like that. To right. Help? Yeah. I didn't know if it's okay to say, but my son does Sylvan okay. uh, learning center in yeah. our area. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's great. You just drop them off after school and then you pick them up and it, it, it's wonderful. So Excellent. I love, I love programs. <laughs> That's great. Excellent. Very yeah. cool. That helps out a lot. And then for people who are I guess just listening to this and seeing that big number, and it's probably going to be in my title of $700,000. So it's, <laughs> it's probably going to bring people in and be like, whoa. I, and I think when people see that or hear it, they're looking for this, you know, quick tip or, or secret to success. And from what I'm hearing from you, 147 applications, you know, dedicating a lot of his senior year, spending a lot of time 
you know, getting involved in the community and creating experiences, there doesn't appear to be just sort of this quick tip or success secret here. Is it, is it just about persistence and keeping at the application process? Like, you know, keeping at it for a while? It is. And, and definitely having a strategy. So our, actually our strategy was one year at a time. Mm. You know, we talked about, let's take this one year at a time. You know, your tuition is about 60,000 a year. And then we broke that down because that number was, you know, he choked on that number. That was a lot. Uh, and so I said, well, let's break it down to 30,000. But here's another thing I wanted to share too, is that, you know, you typically don't, or you should not pay the sticker price, you know, and that's a whole nother conversation. So don't just go with the cost of attendance on the website and, and pay the sticker price that, you know, um, there are strategies to negotiate or appeal it, but you know, there are ways to reduce that as well in terms of applying for merit aid and, and state grants, things like that. So, um, but I let them know. So we looked at the cost of attendance for each year, broke it down into smaller pieces and said, let's work towards this. And let's put the systems in place so that, you know, when you're on campus and you're busy, you know, that this is what you do regularly and consistently. Mm -hmm. And so that was our plan just to always apply. I mean, it worked out well for him where he just kept going and he won enough to cover. Mm -hmm. But I've seen it work. I work with students at his school. they started a scholarship club two years ago and they Skype me in and I'll go in and do, um, when, when I'm there for different events, I'm on the parents association there. So I'm always at his school, but one student wins, he wins on average of 20,000. It's like a year. So it's like 500 here, a thousand there, 5,000 there. So I say that to say that you can, you can win even when you're in undergrad, you know, you can continue to apply and to win. So to answer your question, yeah. it does take persistence. Like you have to have a plan and you've got to stick with it. Absolutely. Be accountable and just keep at it. Very cool. Well, you know, for for those that are starting this process and have not really, you know, even thought about this for their kids, when is the best time to start? I mean, I've got I've got a four year old and a six year old, and uh, is it too early for me? Is it you know when 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 is the best time for people to start? Yeah, I I honestly for me I tend to to start. And prefer to start later. And what I mean later in high school, I don't think you have to start much sooner. I know there are some kids or families who want to start early. I mean, if you go to your bank and they have a coloring contest and you want a $25 savings bond, absolutely, that's fun and, and all that. But in terms of the serious starting, again, there's the application phase. Um, when I work with my clients, we do start in their sophomore year of high school where they learn how to search for scholarships and they're starting to apply because um, it's fun when they win 500 or 1,000. It's a great shot in the arm. <laughs> and it, and they learn the skills early on, but we really hit it hard senior year. So I think it's okay senior year, but again, preparation is the key. So make sure, you know, if you're applying for, plan to apply for scholarships with um, you know, that have certain academic requirements, mm-hmm. make sure you have that GPA and that test score, um, if it's leadership and service, make sure you, you you can demonstrate leadership. So you have to have that preparation under your belt before the application part. Okay. And you mentioned uh, the words merit aid before, and I know you're you're in the biz, so you know what that yeah. means. I have no idea what that means. What oh, does merit yeah, thank aid you. mean? Sometimes, you, yeah, you, you say words. That's and, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. So merit is money that you earn. So there's need-based aid and then there's merit-based aid. And so merit is money and and earn in terms of um, maybe your academics or athletics or again, leadership. So you do something in order to get it. Whereas the need-based aid is based off of your, I'm going to say the the EFT 
FC, which is the estimated family contribution, okay. that's determined by the the FAFSA, the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, and that only gets completed. You know, your start. You can start that after October one of the senior year. Um, so that's need based aid. But I tell families don't shy away from the need based aid because. You know, need at a school with a sixty or seventy thousand dollar price tag is going to be greater than need at maybe a different college with a thirty thousand dollar price tag. So, mm-hmm. need, you know, there can be some differences because the cost of attendance, the cost to go to that school, which is your tuition, room and board, fees, athletic, you know, all that, all the costs associated with it, um, and then what you can contribute, the difference will be greater you know, private colleges. And that's somewhat of another myth. Some people think, oh, it's cheaper to go to my state college. Well, it may not necessarily be, you know, there's schools that are private schools can be very generous. So it it just depends. So just have to ask. It's like, it's like a whole nother world that, that I don't think everybody's asking. Like you mentioned, you don't even have to pay the price that they're asking. Go in there and talk to them about it. You know, I mean, that's, that's incredible. I mean, I I think that happens with everything. You know, you go to the store, you see a sticker price, cars. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) If we don't ask, we don't get it. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Exactly. (laughs) So, um, you mentioned in, uh, I, I had heard an interview with you about talking about having a, getting your kids to be in a college ready mindset. What is, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, and now this is the fun thing that can start early. Um, and so having a college ready mindset, it's, it's letting them know that there are next steps beyond high school. And as a family, we're talking about it, we're making preparations, you know, whether mom and dad are, you know, saving and investing for your college, but you know, what are, what are, what are your plans beyond this? And so having that mindset just helps them to begin to explore the possibilities that, oh, you know, that I do want to learn in community. I do want to to advance my skills. I do want to earn a degree. You know, this is what I want to do later in life. And, um, in some ways I love, especially for families with younger kids, cause I've got like all ages, I've yeah. got my, my 20 year old and a couple teens and I have a seven year old. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I've got four kids. <laughs> so yeah. And so there are a lot of things that even like you and your wife can do with your, your two littles, mm-hmm. um, take advantage of theater on a college campus. If you're in, near a college town, if you're, um, take advantage of the athletic events, the cultural events. I love going if there's a speaker series, um, you know, and I get on all their mailing lists, our local community colleges, and I'm in a state with not a lot of colleges. But, you know, if there's a speaker series on any kind of interesting topic, just go and I take my kids, um, you know, so that's important. We just talk about it around the table. Um, when they were younger and they had older cousins, like my cousin's kids, so older second cousins yeah. away at college, I would have them write them. Hmm. And I said, you know, write them, at, you know, and it was great. We could practice handwriting and, you know, letter writing and old, old skill that no one does anymore. Everyone's texting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but they would do that. And, you know, and they would write back and just ask different questions. And then when we, we go on vacation, visit a college town or, you know, a college wherever you go. So it's just exposing them to the college atmosphere and being very intense about talking about, you know, what do you think you want to be when you grow up? And, oh, that sounds really cool. What does it take to get there? You know, um, when you're in the car and at the dinner table and, you know, just, just always having those conversations, but exposure is key at any level. I love it. Yeah. That's yeah, great. I, I find, yeah, our seven-year-old talks a, a lot about, one day she came in the room and she had a piece of paper in her hand. She said, oh, I just got a scholarship for something. And I'm, I'm like, what 
it was just so funny. She was just kind of playing around. She scribbled oh. something. She was five at the time. And, it's a part and, of her mindset now. It's you, a part you just, of her mindset. You just get scholarships. Right? Like, <laughs> you just get scholarships, right? And uh, yeah, and she wants to be a ladybug doctor, which is interesting. Awesome. Lady, ladybugs need, you know, they need medical care. I think care. there's yeah. a niche for that. There you go. So. <laughs> Very cool. Well, yeah. so one one thing that my wife and I are doing right now is we're trying to save a bunch of money in our five twenty nine. We're it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult to get to the amount that we're supposed to need uh, in twenty thirty and twenty thirty two. But um, what what do you think about saving with the five twenty nine in combination with the scholarships? Because what we're talking about today seems really exciting, and if the money's out there, go grab it. Am, am I am I wasting my time? Am I wasting my not money at, doing the five twenty? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So we saved. I mean, you know, that's that's what you do. You know, you just or it should do. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. So we saved, you know, the, the scholarship wasn't, so I always tell families, number one, hope cannot be a strategy. You can't, you can't hope for some big windfall. Yeah. So you, you start off saving and planning early. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like the 529 and, and then if, if they win, uh, a, a little bit of money or a lot of money. Well, fine. I mean, there are other things that you can do with the 529, you know, so it's better to have it and not need it than to, cause you may have to cover some difference. Mm-hmm. You know, they may, may not have it fully covered. And so you've got a little bit of a gap and you say, okay, yep, we've got this money. We'll go ahead and use it towards this. And, and so it's better to have it. So no, it's not, it's not in vain to save. And then there are some things, I don't know if families know this, but if you don't use it on your oldest, you know, there are a couple things you can do. You can change your beneficiary so it can go to the next, you know, most families have more than one kid, mm-hmm. so it can go to the next child. Um, you can let it sit there. They can, you know, if they decide to go to graduate school, so you don't have to do anything with it. And then after you go through all your kids and you've still got money, then then go ahead and cash it out right. and t- pay the penalty. Right. But it's okay. Absolutely. It's okay. And yeah. And I think, again, that's mindset. I've heard, I actually heard, I'll say this kind of in line with the 529, where I've heard people, some people say, well, I don't want to, you know, save for 529 because it impacts need and da 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 on the, you know, the fast fund. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people say, well, you know, with scholarships, the room and board uh, portion, you know, only part of it, you, you, you know, it's tax free. And then there's a part that you, you know, you have to, you know, put on your taxes. And I'm like, that is kind of ridiculous not to apply, yeah. <laughs> like, even if it's a portion. I'm Still like, are free you money. It's free money. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think, again, that goes back to mindset. Absolutely. So have a plan because what you're communicating to your, your kids is that we're, we're making provision for your future. Yeah. This is important. You're going to end up here and we want you to get there. We want you to we want you to do your part, you know, and um, and we're doing we're doing what we can do. And this is something we do as a family. Excellent. So I think it's a good legacy to leave as well. So they do it for their kids. Absolutely. And as far as education, I understand that you've developed a new board game and I'm excited about it. I love playing board games with my kids and I love playing board games with my wife. So tell us a little bit about this board game and, and where can people find it? Absolutely. It's called In Pursuit of College. We're, we're a big board game family, too. <laughs> we're board game geeks over here. And um, it's the game. The object of the game is to graduate from high school with enough scholarship money to pay for at least one year's cost of attendance at your dream school. And so it's really fun. And, and I would play it 
uh, with my kids kind of mapped it out. And I thought, oh, wow, this is interesting. Let's create it. You know, I'm a creator. I'm an innovator. I love creating. And so it's really fun. And the way that's done, of course, as you go around, so each side of the square represents a year, a year of school. And it's important for them to see that time moves on. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to end up here at graduation one day. And um, it depends on your choices and the events and the scholarships and the questions that you answer um, as you go around and you earn the money. So two quick fun facts. Number one, all the dream schools are my current clients. Oh, cool. And I plan on, yeah, each year having a pack of cards. So I took their names, like Tyler is going to, uh, he's going to go to school major in computer engineering. He's my class of 2018 clients. And so I just called his school Tyler Tech. And I have little logos and little fun facts about each school as you record it and all that and go through and try to win. And then the other fun thing the scholarships, when you draw a scholarship card, there are over $100,000 of actual scholarships that students can apply to from the sixth grade all the way to the 12th grade. Because if you're going to play, say I'm a mom, you know, it's kind of like, if you know, if you're going to do something, let's really get an extra boost. Yeah. <laughs> let's double dip here. So they could actually take those cards. It has the name of the scholarship. It has the website and the dollar amount. Mm-hmm. Just click on the web link or type in the web link and, you know, and say, hey, you know, let's apply to a couple of these. So there are over $100,000 worth of scholarships in the game. Wow, that's real great. I didn't make anything up. Yeah, I wanted to put real money in there. So Excellent. Yeah. yeah, and so they can get the game on my website at thescholarshipshark.com. Excellent. Very cool. Well, I'll definitely put that link in the show notes for people uh, to to check out. So as you were going down this path of, uh, you know, learning about scholarships or just, just a financial mindset in general, was there a book that helped you? You seem like you're very focused on, maybe it's that engineering mindset we keep talking about, <laughs> very focused on, you know, seeing what's out there and then going for it. So is there any book that uh, you'd recommend? Yeah. So in, in, it's funny. I I love, I, early on, I mean, years ago, I started off with a lot of the different Susie Orman books. And then another book that really did it for me and my husband years on was The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, and that's really why we created the game or why I created the game. We grew up early on in our marriage. I mean, we bought it like 20 something years ago, um, the cash flow and then yeah. we bought cash flow kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and our kids played it and, you know, and they, you learn. So, so I, I just love those kinds of books. And now they're, you know, um, I love anything by Tiffany, the budgetista. She has a new book out. And so I just, I consume a lot of content. I'm a big podcast junkie. (laughs) So in terms of just one thing, I just, if there's anything (laughs) money, finance, I just take it all. Even your podcast. I love your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's so nice of you to say. Yeah. And I play, here's another tip, moms listening. I play it on like the Bluetooth speaker in the car. So my kids kind of hear and learn. And it's funny, you know, so that. That way they're getting it and it's, it's shaping their mindset, whether they're, you know, they're getting it or not, you know, so we do a lot of that audible books, audio books, and then podcasts that is in the great. car. I love yeah. that. That's so, that's so great. Yeah. I mean, keeping it going again, the, what you've developed with your husband and the conversations that you're having with your kids, the activities that you're doing with your kids, it's, it's shaping a legacy that's going to live on forever. I love it. That's so great. So where's the best, pe- uh, best place for people to find you and learn more? And then if you're interested in, in the coaching side of things, uh, where, where should people go to learn more, learn more about that? Sure. My website is thescholarshipshark.com, all one word. Um, so it's just www.thescholarshipshark.com. And um, there's a, a link that says start here for a discovery call if you have a student in the 10th, 11th. And I do have a few spaces for my 
I call them, I go by classes. So the class of 2019 for next year, my seniors. Um, but, uh, that's the best way to get started. If it sounds like you're interested in college admissions coaching. So I'm a college admissions coach, but I don't focus on just getting in, let's get it paid for. And they learn early on how to search for and build their profile, um, for the private money as well. So that's where they can find me. And I wanted to say this, I'm offering a discount on the board game to your listeners. Yep. So when they, yeah, go into the (laughs) cart, (laughs) just put in M K M for the code to get 20% off the board game. Excellent. Hey everybody. See, we see, you know what, maybe I should have asked, you know, (laughs) I should have asked what the price was. And I said, well, you know, what what can we do to get a discount? So we just did that. Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) Absolutely. And they can put that extra money in like a college. There you go. There you go. Actually put in that 529 or or, or planning for these scholarships. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Pam. This was a joy. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. What a powerful parenting conversation that was. I am more motivated than ever now to help my Zoe and Calvin graduate student debt free. The support that Pam provided to her son to help him succeed is it's just really inspiring. Here are a few takeaways that I got from our chat that I personally want to remember for my kids as they grow up. But they're a little early right now for all of this advice, but this is what I want to remember and uh, cement as they get into their teenage years. Number one, get your kids involved in the community. Not only are community service and leadership skills important for the scholarship process, but they will also help your children to grow up to be well-rounded and giving adults. It is a (laughs) win-win. Number two, understand that there is no special secret sauce to winning these scholarships. For the merit aid, getting them ready for the SAT and ACT is huge, evidently. And get um, get hooked up like Pam did with programs like the Sylvan Learning Centers. You know, I spent so much time after school and high school just playing video games. I could have scored a bunch of scholarships by nailing my ACT and SAT. So anyway, there's time. It's not going to deprive your kids by doing this this type of work. And on the private scholarship side, volume and consistency evidently pays. Pam's son as we heard at the top of the show, completed 147 scholarships and only six of them hit. But those six accounted for (laughs) $300,000. That's better than any part-time job her son could have gotten, in my opinion. Uh, Number three, the right mindset is key. I think Pam hit this one home for us quite well. Spending time on college campuses And exposing your kids to the university life will definitely help them understand what their future will look like. And we want to encourage a winner's mindset as well. They can win these scholarships and they will win them. It just takes the right mindset. It takes time and dedication to win these things. And that's most like most everything in life that really matters. It takes that time and dedication. So those are the three things that I took away. Number one, get your kids involved in the community. Number two, understand that there is no special secret sauce to winning these scholarships. And then number three, have the right mindset. With each of my children's in-state college tuition appearing to be over $200,000 each, 
I'm planning on combating these college costs in three ways. So obviously, number one, like we talked about today, scholarships. I'm going to go hard with this. I think this is great. Free money. You can't pass it up. Number two, the 529 college savings account. Nicole and I started that right when both of these kids were born, and it's starting to pick up some nice compound interest over the years. And hopefully it'll, I don't know, maybe cover a third of it if we're lucky. And then number three, having our kids pay for part of it as they're working in college. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a team effort, everybody. (laughs) Since the average 2017 college graduate has almost $40,000 in student debt after they graduate and... Our country's total student debt is now over $1.5 trillion. I think it'll be important for me to let my kids understand that we're all in this together. It's going to be a family partnership for them to graduate student debt free. But I think we'll be ready. We'll do it together. Now it's time to announce the Money Master of the Week. Drew from Ohio sent an email to me last week that really made my day. He shared a picture of his son who set up a cider stand at their local flea market. In this picture, which I'll post in the show notes, you'll see Drew's boy with a sign that says cider for 75 cents, 25 cents for saving, 25 cents for spending, and 25 cents for giving. If you tuned into the show a couple weeks ago, you might understand where this came from. We interviewed Matt from Canada, who was our money master of the week, and he had set up a chore and reward system for his daughter, Gemma, and he talked about this great jar program that he's been doing with his daughter to separate those uh, specific areas of saving, spending, and giving. And uh, when Drew wrote me, he even titled his email, the quote-unquote jar effect. (laughs) I think that would make a good hashtag, the jar effect. (laughs) So Drew is helping his son learn how to earn money and then to properly use it to have fun, to give, and to plan for the future. I think this is so cool. Evidently, his son made a good profit, by the way, because he was serving warm cider on a cold day. Totally awesome idea. What a uh, what an entrepreneur. It's like selling uh, an umbrella on a rainy day. <laughs> Drew let me know that there wasn't a definitive plan for the profits just yet, but his son would more than likely be saving up his give money to adopt a turkey during Thanksgiving. And since Drew's family is a vegan family, this is an important cause that they can all get behind and do as a family. So very cool bonding moment for him and his son. Drew, thank you so much for reaching out to me and congratulations for being our money master of the week. Do you have a recent family financial victory that you want to share on the show? Please email me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or leave me a voicemail at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I would love to hear from you. Stories like Drew's or Matt's really just make me excited and happy to do this show. And I think a lot of people find a lot of value into it as well. You'll find all the links and resources for today's show at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 83. One fun announcement before we go for the day. I have my first ever Facebook Live coming on Wednesday, May 23rd, 2018 
from 9 p.m. to 9.15 Eastern Standard Time. So it's only 15 minutes, but I would really love for you guys to come check it out. It's sponsored by Credit Sesame. So it'll be happening on their Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Credit Sesame. I'll be sharing a fun talk on how you can budget your way to financial freedom in five steps. So please join me for this live session and support your good buddy, Andy. It would be a lot of fun to have you guys all there and get some good engagement from you all. So who knows? You might learn something too. (laughs) So go to facebook.com slash credit sesame and like that page. And if you want a reminder, if you're already part of the um, Marriage, Kids, and Money community, I'll be sending an email the night of. But if you're not a member of the community, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash join to become a member of that community. I'm sending some great freebies and um, some really helpful tips and um, just kind of updates on what's going on in the world of Marriage, Kids, and Money. So join up and connect. As you guys can all tell about this opportunity, I'm a little excited about it. So I hope to see you all there live (laughs) in the spirit of growth and inspiration. My birthday boy, Calvin Hill is going to end the show with a quote today from Benjamin Franklin. Tell me and I forget. Teach me and I may remember and follow me and I learn. You did it. Happy birthday, son. Carpe diem. Carpe diem. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha